Welcome to another episode of the Breathe In Podcast, a daily devotional through the Bible to help you read and love God's Word. I'm Neil. And I'm Stephen. And today we're in a new book of the Bible. We are in Exodus chapter 1. Um, good grief, <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> oh man, I love messing with you. I'm just going to, since we're over Zoom, I'm just going to close my eyes. <laughs> it's like <laughs> sorry you're, you're dead to me <laughs> which is what pharaoh said to the there oh there's a transition there it is <laughs> now i i had a i'd pulled my beanie over my face and so neil <laughs> neil was like doing his spiel then looked at the computer and it's like oh man so <laughs> no, i'm sorry i'm immature man that's like dumping water on your back porch and trying to ice skate oh my kids are asking about that today uh, my my younger ones, anyways, like they're like, Dad, you know, come take this thing off my faucets, you know, so we can like get to the water. I'm like, Why do you need the water for? They're like, We're gonna turn the back porch into a skate, you know, skating rink. I'm like, No, <laughs> no, we're, absolutely we're not. not. That. Absolutely <laughs> not. So, you know, there's there's an illustration. Like, do we ever outgrow being kids? Like I'm, I'm not sitting here thinking I'm going to turn my back porch into an ice skating, but I still do foolish stuff. Yeah, yeah, you do. So, no, it's just, <laughs> it's just, it just changes, right? My foolishness yeah. changes from that to more complex foolishness. Uh, <laughs> it's more thoughtful yeah. foolishness. <laughs> right, right. Foolishness that won't hurt my body. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Always. Sometimes I still do that. Yeah. <clears throat> so we're in Exodus chapter one. Uh, time has passed, right? Yeah. Uh, Joseph brought his family to Egypt during uh, during the famine, and and Israelites were obedient to God, in that uh, in that they multiplied. Yeah, they're fruitful. They filled, they filled the land. In fact, they multiplied so much it said that the land was full of them, and the new king over Egypt who didn't know Joseph. Uh, or what Joseph had done, looked at these Hebrews in the land thinking, man, if we were invaded and the Hebrew people like joined our enemies, they're already outnumbering us and they're already in the land. Like they could defeat us. Um, and so this new king who was wicked said, well, what are we going to do? Uh, and so he subjugated the people. He yeah. enslaved them. Uh he put taskmasters over them, according to verse 11. They oppressed them with forced labor, think, things of that nature. Yeah, and, you know, it, it, it's interesting. He didn't just uh, subjugate them, essentially. It says they were, they dealt with the Israelites ruthlessly. You know, so the level of oppression was severe. Yeah. And... Yeah. And when we see this kind of thing, right, again, it, I mean, it it should draw our hearts, right, where they should belong, where we cry out to our God, which is what we'll see unfold um, in the next chapter. But here uh, it gets to the point where the uh, king of Egypt, the pharaoh, wants the midwives uh, to essentially um, murder all the male uh, mm -hmm. Hebrew children, throw them in the Nile. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, and you think about it. Well, well, that's not what he wanted the midwives to do, right? 
with the midwife. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself in the story. Uh, what what Pharaoh wanted the midwives to do was was not to let any of the boys live. Yeah, like, kill basically, them. as the mothers were having the babies, if it's a boy, just kill it. Uh, you can do this without them knowing. You know, it was it was very um, you know, very very hidden. You know, the the sin that Pharaoh wanted to do was a hidden sin. Uh, he wanted to. Uh, through intrigue, you know, kill the Hebrew boys to stop their population growth. Uh, of course, I, I love what it says about the midwives, that they feared God and did not do what the king of Egypt told them to do. They let the boys live. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there's this this beautiful principle that we see in the Old Testament here and the New Testament with the disciples that we need to fear God more than we fear man. Yeah, we, we need to fear God more than we fear um, government. We need to fear God uh, and do what He says, even if that contradicts what we are commanded to do. Right. The, the New Testament ex- example of this is when uh, the disciples started preaching in Jerusalem after Jesus ascended, and the and the Sanhedrin collects up the disciples and says, "Listen, you've got to stop." And Peter basically said, listen, man, you, you do what you got to do. But as for us, like, it's not okay for us to obey you. That right. we, we've got to obey God. Yeah. And that, that's, that comes that's, first. <laughs> right. But, but think how much they had to think how much these midwives had to fear God. They feared God so much and they wanted to obey God and honor God so much that they were willing to oppose the most powerful man in the world mm-hmm. and to completely disregard what he says. Yeah. That's I think that's conviction. I think that is I think that is faith. And I mean I, I think we need to pray like God give give us give us the faith of the midwife. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah, so someone makes an appeal to you to do something wicked that you know directly contradicts the law and goodness of God. Man, we should recognize that we have a holy and just God, and we do not want to fall under his judgment uh, in that. We we want to fear him, tremble before him, and rejoice in doing the good uh, that he calls us to do. Uh, the midwives serve as just this wonderful example to follow here in the text. Um, that we want to be a, a, a fearful people of our God alone and let that propel us towards righteous acts. And, and you know, I think the maybe something kind of undergirding, right? It's like, I always wonder, how did the midwives come to learn about God? Uh, how did... How did yeah. they come to learn about that this would be wicked? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's important to remember, I think, like before Moses wrote down these books, because Moses is the one that wrote Genesis and Exodus, before Moses wrote these things down, uh, this was this was an oral tradition. Yeah. That mothers and fathers would tell their children the story of God creating the world. Of They would tell the stories of God calling Abraham. They tell the stories of Isaac and Jacob and Joseph. Like these were known stories that were told around dinner tables and campfires and around around these cities that they were having to be built with through forced labor. 
Um, which, which I think that's just an encouragement to say, man, let, let's make sure we're telling the stories of our faith. Yeah. We're we don't just, know just, how far and wide it'll go and who it will reach. Well, I mean, don't. So if you have little kids, like, don't wait for your kids to learn to read to, mm-hmm. for them to learn these stories on their own. Like we're telling them the stories and ha- have a story time with your kids yeah. before they go to bed. Yeah. Uh, whether you're reading it out of the book or you're telling the story uh, yourself, but or you're scaring them with the story of Noah and the Ark, or or the story <laughs> of <laughs> Exodus. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'll call the midwife. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, so it says that God was good to the midwives, and the people multiplied and became numerous, and that God gave the midwives some families. But Pharaoh didn't want to be thwarted. So what did he do? In verse 22, it says he commanded all of his people, you must throw every son born to the Hebrews into the Nile, but let every daughter live. So when I read that, this go around, I think I noticed something new. I always thought just in my mind that God commanded the Hebrews to throw their own babies in the water. But he commanded all of his people to throw every son born to the Hebrews in the Nile. Yeah. Um, So he went from trying to control the Hebrew population through their own midwives to now uh, recruiting all Egyptians to, to strike against the Hebrews. Yeah. Including the Hebrews. I wrote in my margin, this go around Pharaoh put all Egyptians against the Hebrews. Yeah. Like, man, what a, what an awful way to lead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and and really creating division. I mean, I'm sure there's already some division amongst sure. them because they wouldn't even eat together. Uh, that we, we learned that in Genesis. Uh, but now it's like, listen, I want you to hate these people. These people are a threat. I want you to throw their children into the Nile, uh, which could be, I mean, if it's just, you must throw every son born to the Hebrews in the Nile. That's not even saying babies. Yeah. But man, you see a son, throw them in there. And it's, and it's not like you're asking them to throw them in Nolan Creek, like down in Belton by the gin, right? <laughs> the Nile River could be a dangerous place. Yeah. Filled with crocodiles. And hippos. And, you know. Who <laughs> knows what else? <laughs> what, what, like, do you know how to swim? Yeah. Are there currents? Uh so I mean, so this this is a, a frightful thing. It's a imagine, wicked command, yeah. Imagine living your life in fear that someone might grab your child and throw them in the Nile. Oof. Oof. So, so but, for application, we're not going to follow the example of Pharaoh. Yep, yep. An example <laughs> not to follow. I, I do think the the example though is um the midwives. Yeah. And do you fear God? more than you fear Matt, man. Hmm. Uh, so really quickly, Neil, what, what does it look like and what does it mean to fear man? Yeah. Um, I think it's expressed in a few different ways. Obviously um, we want the admir- ad- admiration of man often. So if I do these things, if I fit in, in these ways, then I will be admired by others and accepted by others. I think that's a, a big one that we see often. Um, I think 
I think too, is that, um, we're willing to, um, we're willing to d stomp over, step over, um, hurt others, uh, on a, on a trajectory to get to a particular place where men will see us in a position or in power. Um, so I think those are kind of two quick ones off the cuff that we often fall into, you know, we might say in like modern times, uh, the whole peer pressure idea here yeah. we see with kids. Well, and, and I think you can like think of the, the midwives, like Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, most powerful man in the world, comes to you and asks you to do something. Like they could have thought, I want the admiration of Pharaoh. So I am going to follow his command out well. well so Pharaoh yeah. will bless me. That's right. Pharaoh will get me what I want. But instead, they feared God. They obeyed his commands. And God blessed them. Yeah, God was good to them, the text says. I, I guess I guess that could be a, an application question is, man, who, whose blessing are you seeking? Mm. Are you seeking the blessing that people can give you? Or are you seeking the blessing that only God can give you? Mm. Yeah, and right. I, I think that's probably a good a good point to wrap this one up on. I'm not sure how long we've been talking, uh, but that's a breathe in. Why don't I breathe out? Let's do it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the examples of these midwives, these women who, who loved you more than they loved what Pharaoh could give them, who feared you more than they feared what Pharaoh could do to them, who who they obeyed you and 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 putting them on their own selves in danger, Lord. Father, may we have the faith of these midwives, uh, and may we fear uh, you your blessing in our life and we pray in jesus's name amen amen well th guys thanks for listening to the breathe in podcast we hope you're edified and encouraged today we'll catch you next time with exodus chapter two